0: Time For the Milwaukee Health Briefing, our friend Dr. John Raymond is the president and CEO of the Medical College of Wisconsin. He joins us on the Tri County Contracting Hotline. Dr. Raymond, thank you so much for being with us.
1: Uh, great to be here, John.
0: A confirmed case of measles in a city resident employed in Waukesha County. That's the report from the Milwaukee Health Department. So, a confirmed case of measles in southeast Wisconsin. How serious is measles? Kind of take us inside what measles is is all about.
1: Yeah, thank you, John. Uh, This is pretty serious. Measles is an infectious disease that's highly contagious, and in particular, kids under five and adults over the age of 20 who haven't been vaccinated are susceptible to getting serious complications from measles, including pneumonia or even an infection of the brain, encephalitis. And for kids, one to three kids out of every thousand that gets measles can die. So if kids haven't been vaccinated yet, if you're elderly or immunocompromised and you haven't had at least one dose of MMR or MMRV vaccine, You should consider getting it.
0: Dr. Raymond, what really struck me is in the news reports, the Milwaukee Health Department has released the exact location that this person was at for two days. Like, they they released, I'm looking at it, went to church at Mother of Good Counsel Parish for three hours at this time, then went to Walgreens after that, was there for three hours, went to Aurora St. Luke's Emergency Department, has the time they were there, went to a community clinic, has the time they were there, and they're telling people, if you were at any of these same locations as this person, that you should monitor how you're feeling and consider going to the doctor yourself and isolate yourself. Boy, that really talks to the gravity of what this could be.
1: Right, and that's classic public health interventions to try as best as possible to isolate uh, the individual and any of their contacts as early as possible.
2: Dr. Raymond, switching gears, I've seen the state of California is going to ban food additives. Uh, there's a run-up to this. It's not going to happen for a couple of years to allow manufacturers to alter their ingredients. But which additives were banned and why? And is this something that those in Wisconsin should look at?
1: Yeah, there were three that were banned, red dye number three, potassium bromate, and propylparaben. paraben. And these are either colorings or preservatives that are in many drinks and, and processed foods, gummies, frostings, ice cream, pastries. Um, red dye number three is almost ubiquitous. The reason that they decided to ban these, first of all, is they said that they add absolutely no nutritional value, which is true. And they um, really are just there for aesthetic purposes. Um, And there are some concerns, not definitively proven, that red dye number three might be linked to behavioral issues in kids. Again, the data are limited, but I think out of an abundance of caution, California decided if the additives add no nutritional value and there are questions about potential toxicities and side effects, that they were going to ban them.
0: Dr. John Raymond is the president and CEO of the Medical College of Wisconsin. Uh, Dr. Raymond, I want to ask you a, a pharmacist question. I was at my local Walgreens each of the past two weekends, and the first time it was for my COVID shot and a flu shot. And I waited two hours for a shot that I had an appointment for. And I was talking to the pharmacist as she gave me the vaccines, and it was very interesting. She said she's nervous because of stress and staffing issues, that mistakes will be made, and some of them could be deadly. An analogy was made to me about how if the wrong order is given to you at McDonald's, you get upset because you got a hamburger instead of a cheeseburger. If the wrong order is given to you at Walgreens, it could be a very dangerous situation. So here's my question. How serious is the situation with our pharmacists, and what is the critical role that they play in our system?
1: Yeah, thank you, John. I think the situation with pharmacists... um, is critical. Uh, it's really interesting because eight years ago, there was a feeling that we had a surplus of pharmacists. But right now, it's um, it's pretty clear that we're um, on the edge of maybe having a shortage. So pharmacists, especially in retail settings, feel overworked with repetitive tasks, overwhelming workload, and many of them feel like they're on a the production line, like, like they're widgets. Um, and so we really do need more pharmacists. What's, what's really troubling about this is that many, for many people, the pharmacy and the pharmacists are the most accessible and the first place that they'll go for the health care. Um, so if our pharmacy healthcare care workers are feeling under stress to the point where they think that it might be dangerous, that's a problem for all of us. Um, there's no easy solution, but the simple ones would be to increase pay. Um, hire more pharmacy technicians to help with some of those repetitive tasks and relieve some of that burden of repetitive tasks to the pharmacists. The Medical College of Wisconsin actually has a three-year pharmacy school program. It's an accelerated program that can get pharmacists out into the workforce a year more quickly. And we also are working very, very hard so that pharmacists can practice at the top of their licensure so that they can use their cognitive skills and their experience rather than just doing repetitive tasks.
2: Dr. Raymond, I want to ask you about an ingredient. It's called erythritol, and it's commonly found in beverages, and it's such a crowded space, the beverage category, right? You walk through, you grab something, you just have it, whether it's sugar-free or sugar-added, no big deal, right? You just grab it off the counter, and and you're off and checking out. But there is some evidence with this ingredient that links it to strokes in blood clotting. How careful do we need to be when we're pulling beverages off the shelves? Um,
1: Well, let's just say that this is an example of moderation being a good thing. So erythritol is a sweetener. Um, It's not as sweet as sugar, and it's used to bulk up very strong sweeteners like stevia and monk fruit and other non-sugar sweeteners to give it a granularity and a texture like sugar. Recently, it's been linked to blood clotting, heart attacks, strokes, and even sudden death, primarily in people with diabetes. This is based on one good study that was published in a good journal, Nature Medicine, and a number of other smaller studies. So I would say There's not proof that there's cause and effect. There's simply an association. Uh, This is limited. The the concerns are limited primarily to people with diabetes, um, and more work needs to be done. Uh, But as little as 30 grams of erythritol per day can increase the risk. And for many beverages and uh, sweetened uh, non-sugar products that you can buy off the shelf, there's 30 grams. So I would recommend that people consult with their doctors, and especially if you're a diabetic, pay attention to the amount of erythritol that you're ingesting.
0: All right, Dr. Raymond, time for good news of the week.
1: Yeah, the good news of the week is uh, there is a new vaccine for malaria that is being recommended for use in Africa by the World Health Organization. And this is really important because malaria still kills between half a million and 750,000 people a year, primarily in Africa. And what's good about this new vaccine is it only costs about $2 per dose. So I think that's really good news for public health.
0: Dr. John Raymond is the president and CEO of the Medical College of Wisconsin. Dr. Raymond, thank you so much. Have a great rest of the week.
1: You too, John and Greg. Thank you.